Hi, everyone, and welcome to AB Conversations, where we will help you CFP your way out of it, a podcast where you get into the minds of a couple certified financial planners on how we think and feel about everyday financial planning questions and what should really matter most to you. A healthier financial life starts now. Topic today. Topic today. Uh, it's come up a lot, even with the... You know, recent clients coming to us, right. um, and that would be just change of employment, whether that was voluntary or involuntary, right? Uh, I'm either changing jobs for greener pastures, or maybe it was an involuntary, you know, layoff, business closure, or whatever yeah. that may look like. Um, yeah. But we kind of created a, a little bit of a checklist, just things to keep in mind as you're going through that transition, um, obviously from a, from a planning perspective. Or um, let me piggyback on that. I think in this uh, very new economy that it feels like we're in, where we got used to kind of working from home, um, mm-hmm. but now there's kind of this debate on what is the new workforce going to look like, depending on the type of job that you have. But I, I know I have a lot of people close to me in life that are like, maybe I don't want to do this anymore. Maybe I want to explore yeah. this. So I would also hope that our, our checklist today is maybe be, maybe good conversation starter for the things that people should be thinking about financially beyond just where am I going to spend my 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week, whatever it is. That's fair. So shall we start at the top? Let's yes. The top, not the bottom. Fine. Top down. Say, we could start, start in the middle. <laughs> so number, number one, and this is like financial planning basics 101, and it's no different here. Cash reserve. So we, we like to preach anywhere from three to six months of expenses so that, God forbid, you were in a situation where that decision to change jobs was an involuntary one, that you do ha- buy yourself some time to stay on your feet and find that next path, whatever that may be. So reviewing your, your cash reserve situation, and then it's, it's not just you know cash savings in the bank. It could just be, where do you have access to liquid funds without yeah. having to necessarily dip into like a retirement account that would have penalties or, or tax implications on top of just needing to access funds in the short term. Yeah, so two immediate thoughts. Um, one, I think we do work with people that look to be incredibly efficient. Um, sometimes we categorize them as maximizers. Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. you look at the savings rate at the bank right now, you're going, man, why do I have all this money sitting in cash? It's a wasted opportunity. I should be investing it. Well this like life transition is one of those moments where you probably need more in reserve than you would think. If you got laid off, it's now supposed to like cover a period of time. If you're moving, relocating, I mean, the dominoes of expenses, it's now a new environment, it's a new town, it's new expenses, a new cost of living, who who knows? Um, So I think it's really important, even if you think that this may be something that happens to you in the near term or that you would be looking to change in the near term, that you think of that savings cushion as maybe even a little bigger than that. Yeah. Uh, yes. And I think, I think this will kind of be a running theme as we kind of go through this checklist. I think it's, it's different. It's different viewpoints on whether it's, I think you kind of hit on it earlier, right? If, if the work from home environment just doesn't feel like a fit or just the, the cultural environment at work just seems to be heading in a different direction now that maybe things feel maybe a little bit different. The difference yeah. between being laid off and maybe this being a conscious conscious decision to do something else, 
being prepared for that transition, um, maybe not going exactly as smoothly as one would hope. And that's just kind of the way yeah. that we approach planning in general, right? You, you prepare for the worst and, and hope for the best. So yeah, having a little bit more cash, while not the, the sexy advisor thing to say, it's it gives flexibility in times of, of transition. Yeah, bingo, that's the word that was like, I was ready to jump on as soon as it turned back to me. <laughs> that part, part of going through big life transitions, job change being one of them, is being nimble and being flexible. And while it's really awesome to sock as much money as, as you can away into a retirement account, that does not fit the definition you gave as money that you can quickly get your hands on. So yeah. I, I think broader financial planning for us, people think about cash, they think about retirement accounts. You, you can invest outside of a retirement account. You can build mm -hmm. um, a bucket of assets that hopefully grows more than the savings account. But if you need liquidity within a week, you know, you can get to that money without some sort of IRS penalty. And I think that's the bucket where more often than not, when we meet someone for the first time, that one maybe hasn't been front of mind. Um, yep. and, it, and it would serve for major flexibility, uh, in my opinion. Right. It could end up being retirement money. It could end up being mm -hmm. for job transition, kids education, whatever else, intermediate goal. Um, that's not cash sitting in the bank. Yeah, and that's the point of, of that type of an account. It's either called a non-qualified account or a non-retirement account. It's that it's not tied to any either specific goal or, or again, it's not locked up like a retirement account that you can't access before 59 and a half. It truly is flexible for yeah. these, these times in life where you can continue to let it grow if you don't need it or if you do need it, it's, it's there and accessible without any sort of penalty. Yeah, the pushback would be you don't get a tax deduction for putting money there. Um, like a retirement account, or you don't get tax-free growth like you might in a Roth. And you're going to yep. have to pay taxes if you make money there. But again, that's the trade-off for the flexibility. And we do find the flexibility to be really important. So yes, I'm sure I I was going to say beat that yep. Yep. course, but that Moving sounds on. really, really rude. Okay. How about the next <clears> one, Pete, Adam? Pete is going to be all over this <laughs> podcast. So the next Take one, some, <laughs> some low-hanging fruit, right? reviewing your cash reserve, and now it's just reviewing your expenses. I'm sure for the most part, even our maximizer clients have some uh, belt tightening that they could do, some subscriptions that they aren't using, right? Cut out those things that in that period of transition, if it truly is kind of a, an unknown period of time that you need to kind of bridge, um, being able to, to trim what you can quickly um, to not only stretch whatever cash reserve you do have, again, to, to make that last a little bit longer, but we've certainly experienced this with clients too, that if they're going through that transition, you cut certain expenses. When you, Sometimes when you get on the other side, you kind of, you didn't miss what you didn't yeah. have for a little bit of time. And again, that, that's not in the long run, that's not necessarily a bad thing either. Yep. I think that's as self-explanatory as it gets. So Great. I'll move to the next one. Um, certainly, if you get displaced, it's, it usually means one of two things are going to happen. You're going you're gonna to have the ability to plug into unemployment. Um, and certainly, post-COVID world, I think people are probably more familiar with unemployment than we as a society have ever been, um, yeah. kind of understanding what that is. The other side of it, we see people displaced by job, but they're receiving some sort of severance. So maybe we should talk about what that is, what our experience has been on the different ways that people receive it, and I don't know give some tips and tricks there too. 
Yeah, I think the number one thing, well, let me take a step back. Obviously, if you're getting some sort of severance, that can that can act as your bridge, right? In yeah. that in that time in that time of transition and hopefully keep your cash reserve intact that you can live off of that severance until you find other employment. Um, the one thing that that we have seen again lately is to be very mindful of when that severance is payable and when the taxes are due. So let's uh, I'll give a scenario. Yeah. Let's this is earned income. I guess that's yes. that's the point. This yeah. isn't a gift. It is replacing <laughs> future. This is replacing future income. Yeah, and that's that's the key point. So let's just run the scenario that you worked through September of last year and you're laid off, you receive a severance sometime in October. Let's say they pay you a year's worth of, of severance. Not only now have you earned nine months of your normal salary, but now you're going to take yeah. another year's worth of your salary and you pile that all into one taxable year. The tax impacts can be quite, quite significant. And you just want to be mindful of not, number one, acknowledge that no come tax time, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to have to eat some of these taxes and it may bump me into a higher bracket than I'm used to. Um, but there may also be some planning things to be able to defer some of that income. Maybe it's, you know, contributing to retirement accounts like we talked about earlier yeah. um, to just yeah. be able to get some deductions. Um, but we've also seen a lot lately, too, depending on the timing, some of these companies are giving some flexibility of when you can dictate when this severance is going to come to me. That's a company by company thing, but it's just something very important to think about when that severance comes to you, to your point, it's, it's not a tax-free gift that is going yeah. to stack on top of whatever other income you showed that year. So just be mindful. Yeah. And I think that's where we would want to, again, play a role for people that may have some questions here and where you really can think about the dominoes of these individual decisions. If you're given those options, um, and I, I do think it comes back to flexibility and you said it well, there may not be a whole lot of choice that you have, um, but then understanding what the tax consequences of that are, um, how that may fill a role with what you may do with the other things we're talking about, expenses, cash reserve, um, what can get thrown into retirement account, all these things work together. So I do think it's really important to have that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And now, so another one, um, and maybe maybe it's obvious, but health insurance, right? If you are now now displaced, yeah. and, and let, let's say that you know you you as the employee, all of the you know your health insurance, your family's health insurance was all through that employer. Now you're going to have to cover that gap um, in the meantime. So thinking back to the cash reserve component, certainly in our experience, um, you know Cobra coverage is an option. However, that usually comes with a much higher cost than you were used to, right? Covering as the employee, if, if the employer was, was covering yeah. part of those premium payments. Yeah, and that's just it, right? We're used to seeing, not, well, I guess not we, I can't say we. Yeah. Most people would be used to seeing kind of what comes as a deduction out of their paycheck and maybe not acknowledging that the employer is probably covering a chunk of that too. So on COBRA, you're responsible for all of it. So when we go back to, hey, let's look at the cash reserve, let's think about expenses. This is one of those things that you're allowed to be on COBRA for 18 months, 18 months. Um, but it absolutely behooves people to think about what are my other options at this point? If you do have a spouse that also has mm -hmm. benefits, 
this could be a triggering event to shift towards some sort of other plan. Um, yep. There could be, you know, marketplace coverage that you would want to go to, um, yeah. depending on the type of plan that you want. And hey, we've this is tying in something completely different, but um, we've become a big fan of health savings accounts. You know, and if this is something that you had built up, it may provide mm -hmm. you some flexibility to say, "Oh, I've got some savings that can cover healthcare, so maybe I want a higher deductible plan that I can get mm -hmm. over here that's not this Cobra or spousal benefits or or anything of that nature." So. It's yeah. definitely one of those things that now is going to greatly impact your finances. So flexibility on the front end is important, but definitely explore it if you're going through a job change or a layoff. Yeah, absolutely. So another one on that front is retirement plans, right? So again, yeah. you, you go, and at this point, voluntary, involuntary, doesn't matter if you're separated from service. Um, you have some, some options with your retirement account. Um, so I'll use the, the 401k as, as an example. And, and one of the pitfalls, again, unfortunately, that we've seen, if anyone has a 401k loan, right, that they're paying back through their payroll deductions, right, they took a loan out from their, their own investment account rather than, you know, take a loan from a bank. Once you are separated from service, that loan becomes immediately payable. So if you were on a three-year payment schedule, that, that schedule is now shortened to ASAP. So, yeah. And if you don't have the funds to pay it, which would not be shocking, right? If you're now going through a, a job transition, um, that balance, whatever that outstanding loan is, becomes taxable income to you in that year. So, yeah. Not only is that potentially now more income, so now may, potentially more taxes owed, but if you're under the age of 59 and a half, that could also now come with a 10% penalty on top of that. Yeah, all of this, Adam, sounds like public service announcement. Do not take a 401k loan. <laughs> um, unless, unless you really have to, um, in which case you, you should have then exhausted all the other more traditional ways to like get a loan. Like, don't just get a car loan through your 401k. Don't just like get a personal loan through a 401k. Not only are all these things that you said bad, but you are actually paying that back with after-tax dollars that you'll be taxed on the future too. Not to get into mm -hmm. the weeds, I just want to be clear, we're not endorsing 401k loans. But solid point that if you have one and you get displaced, like this is now the reality. Yeah, and often what we've heard, again, I, we've heard enough times that, that that was a surprise going through that process for, for yeah. those people that have had that. It's It's not... I don't think that component of it is is common knowledge. Yeah. So the the go ahead. Well, I was going to say there's the other side of this um, that if you have any retirement benefits sitting out there, you would need the education on what your options are. You know whether it is best to stay in that old 401k plan, whether that can be moved into a current employer provided plan, or whether you want that under your own control of something like an IRA. Right? There are. Mm -hmm if it's all pre-tax dollars, like it, it, it's all one and the same to the IRS, you just have to figure yeah. out where you want to have things. Um, yeah. And while I would say this is not on the immediate to-do list, like reviewing your cash reserve, figuring out your health insurance and your unemployment or severance benefits, like yeah. this, this is an opportunity for you to maybe take greater control over your financial life and now have a retirement account that is tailored to what you want to have happen, as opposed to just being a participant in some sort of other plan. Yep. Well said. Um, 
just a like a minor detail to that. I think it's becoming more popular and certainly we're giving more frequent advice for people to understand the different options within a 401k plan on whether money's going mm -hmm. in pre-tax or post-tax. That's the whole Roth IRA, Roth 401k being the same kind of mindset. So mm -hmm. it, it, it is worth absolutely exploring what do you truly own inside of there and how is it going to be taxed to know what kind of account structure you need if you're going to now, quote unquote, do it yourself in an individual retirement account. Yes. Good point. Last thing on that. Oh, I feel like I'm on a roll. <laughs> I, I think we are in a, um, you know, certainly dealing with more of a generation where the whole job change thing is actually more frequent than it would have been 40 years ago where you work for the same company for 40 years and you got your company pension. It yeah. is absolutely common for us to meet somebody who goes, I've got like three or four 401k sitting out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely normal. Um, at some point here, it really, in our opinion, makes a whole lot of sense to understand the benefits, pros and cons of consolidating things so that your own personal money management feels like it's a little more organized. Yeah, I, I am certainly a proponent of simplification. And yes, if I had multiple different accounts out there, I would absolutely want to just try to make my life as simple as possible, being able to track one statement, one company, one account, whatever that may look like, rather than try to be following right. these things that are just kind of floating out there. And I think, uh, I think most people fall in that camp as well, but yes, it going you through just need that to be educated compliance, educated <laughs> education, <laughs> education only. We're not allowed to tell you this is what you're supposed to do, but yes, it's, it's, it does in an unfortunate situation that yes, yeah, an involuntary layoff, it does provide that opportunity for, again, I think you said it very well to take control and to be able to dictate more of the path that you're going down than it is just simply the 18 yep. investment options within the 401k that may or may not fit, um, you know, your situation moving forward. So leads me to one more thought on that because they're absolutely, while it, again, simplification is something that people choose to do consolidated into an IRA. There are absolutely good financial planning reasons to not do that, right? Oh, if sure. you are, if you are approaching retirement age, you're not yet 59 and a half. That's a really important age in IRAs. Um, and you have a 401k, it may make a lot of sense because the rules on pulling money out of their penalty free um, are different than the IRA. So it truly, um, we're not just joking about compliance at this point. It is always worth speaking to a professional before making a big decision on where are you moving money to make sure that you've considered truly what your situation is and what's best for you. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm very glad you said that. That is absolutely one of the things that there are so many little details that go into many of the things that we've already shared today that, yeah, if, if you have any question at all, certainly reach out to us. Yeah. Um, we, can, we can be that resource to at least, if not tell you exactly what to do, at least avoid those potentially you know, simple mistakes that, that you may regret um, yeah. making. So maybe I'll button this whole thing up with um, what feels like a typical theme for us as we get to the end of these podcasts um, mm -hmm. is to give a little bit of the personal side of this, the behavioral finance side of this. More often than not, these job changes are absolutely, they're emotional times, right? Change is right. not always comfortable. Um, change can also be scary. Um, you throw in a bunch of confusing things around finances and you may just feel overwhelmed. Um, yeah. 
perfectly cool to reach out to a group like us and just say, I got to get my head wrapped around this. I need some help, you know, help me filter through some of these decisions. That is why we are here. So give a call. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Thanks. We did Thank it. You. We got there. Right back at it. Like we Just never like take a break. Riding a bike. You got it. All right, Adam. See you next time. You got it. Bye. Hey everyone, Adam and I really appreciate you tuning in. Please note that the opinions we voiced in the show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be most appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, your accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to making any decisions or investing. Thanks for listening.